Hello, love. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Julia Henning. OG Shedonist, conscious life and relationship coach, master of psychology, and spirit junkie. And I invite you to join me as I explore the big questions and even bigger feelings of what it means to be alive. Casual, right? I offer myself as permission to hang up society's mask and slip into something a little more authentic. From philosophy to psychology, inner child to inner demons, sorcery to sexuality, I tap into it all. So leave your labor at the door and make the mundane magical again. Welcome to the Permission Portal, your safe space for radical permission. Are you ready to up-level with someone who gets it? Good. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Surprise, I'm doing a bonus episode because there's something going on that I feel like I just have to talk about and this is my favorite space to talk. So welcome to the Permission Portal. I hope that you tuned into season one. If you haven't, go back and listen to those episodes. Season two in full is coming out at the end of July, but I'm stopping by because this is a bonus Jonas that I just cannot give up. So before we dive into everything, I'm just going to do a quick good juju because that's what we do in the permission portal. So this is your chance to tune in and tune inward. I might be coming in a little hot today. If you can feel my energy, please do not call it in. I am calling it back, but let's just take a deep breath inwards together and out. And just take another deep breath in and let that one go. And good juju, if you know already or if you're tuning in for the first time, good juju is just a chance to stop, pause, and reflect before we dive into the episode and its topics. Usually I pull a card just to kind of bolster the energy of the episode. I'm coming in with a lot of energy today, so I don't think that a card is necessary. But that moment to just stop, breathe, and reflect is often one we don't give ourselves. And I think it's really important and necessary. Guys, I'm also going hella off script today. So... If this isn't our normal cadence with each other, just bear with me. We're throwing this episode up in the day I record it. And today it's June 16th. And we're going to talk about something that happened this week. If you've been following me on social media, you may have noticed that I have been sharing videos of a recent discovery. One that I made in my house that I have lived in for three years I do live in Los Angeles, that's all I'm going to say, because I'm actually afraid of people finding out where I live at this point. However, I was cleaning out my coat closet, which I'm actually sitting in right now, and I'm going to prove that. I'm actually recording this on my phone as well. I'm sitting in the closet, and this is the same closet that I found the crawl space in. Now, I use this closet often to do voiceover auditions because it's an enclosed space, And I'm actually in the process of just clearing it out completely and using it only for voiceover. So the day that I decided to do that, I cleared the little rug, I cleared the coats, and I noticed this knob on the floor. Now, before anybody attacks me, when I bought this house in 2020, 
We had to do such a quick walkthrough because it was a time when we weren't allowed to still be in places with other people. So I didn't meet the previous owners and I didn't really talk to the realtor in depth. He kind of said, you know, take a look around. Let me know if you have any questions. I didn't spend an hour in here going through drawers, opening doors and seeing what knobs on the floor meant. I made sure that the faucets were working, that the fridge was intact and questioned, you know, some furniture choices, if I'm being quite honest. However, jump to, I only used this room as a coat closet. I never thought to investigate it further until I looked down, noticed this little knob on the ground and decided I'm going to touch it. <laughs> so I did. And when I moved it, it moved. The whole floor moved. Now, again, I think a lot of people are going to be like, you're an idiot. I'm, I'm feeling the same way about myself. So there's nothing that you could say to me that I haven't thought about myself in this regards. However, I didn't notice the hinges on the ground, mostly because they blend into the paint of the floor, the wood floor. So I really didn't notice it. Call me unobservant, call me ignorant, whatever. But I moved the knob, the whole floor moves, and I realized, holy shit, this is a door. So I'm by myself, this is like a Tuesday, and I decide I'm going to lift it. <laughs> Thinking I'm just going to find, you know, like a boarded up, like bottom, or maybe it's just like, I don't know, a little like wood nook. I don't know what the heck I was expecting. So when I lifted it, and I literally saw what looked like a carved out portal to hell, you can only imagine I was freaking terrified. So what did I do? I picked up my phone and recorded it. Hello, I'm a millennial. What the hell would you have done? So I take a little video. I put it up on Instagram. And suddenly, an hour later, I come back and my DMs are flooded. And I mean, I thought something had happened. Like I thought someone died. And I was like, what did I miss? What happened? I'm freaking out. And everyone is just responding to this video, like people I don't know. And I'm just like, okay, this is Oh, people want to know about this. Well, I kind of want to know about this. But at the same time, I was like, I cannot go down here alone. Which, for context, if you were to walk down a creepy, dark hole in the ground that literally looked like it was carved like out of a cement flooring with very creepy, spiraling, narrow, decayed wooden stairs. I'm sorry. Would you go... Anyone who's saying yes right now, we need to have a conversation, okay? I commend you. However, I knew I wasn't going to go down by myself. I knew I needed to have somebody else come over. But in the same day, literally the same day that I discovered this, I had to continue cleaning out the closet and building out my voiceover booth. So I had my, I had my friend come over and I had my little assistant come over and she's assisting me on tasks and such. She's not little by any means. She's a freaking star. And I told them, I was like, look, later we're going to go down there. But for now, we need to get these tasks done. So I'm like in the room making out like the studio and they're in the backyard working on something else. So the door was closed. The windows were closed. I'm inside. They're outside. And there's a good like, you know, at least 15, 20 feet between us. I get into the room and I close the door thinking, oh, I need to soundproof the door, so I'll close it. Well, the freaking handle, for some reason, was not working. The door handle and the latch were not connected from the inside, 
Mind you, maybe this has always been the case, but when the hell have I gone into this room long enough? Anytime I've done it before, it's been like a quick, you know, 10 second, couple minute audition, never like a full episode. So I've never been in here for this long. I close the door and I don't have a phone on me. They're outside and I'm like, okay, it's getting kind of hot in here. I've like put up some of the padding and the door doesn't work. And I literally start panicking. I'm locked in this room. I'm standing over the portal hole of what could be a demonic flesh zone. I don't know. They're outside and I don't know what to do. So I start screaming. I start pounding. Okay. Getting trapped 101. Conserve your energy. We've all seen movies. We've all like, no, we always say, you know, we talk to the screen and we say, don't do this. Well, I did all the things because in a moment of panic, you find out who you are. And I will say this. I was like, okay, just be calm. They will come inside at some point, but I need to make enough noise for them to hear me. So I pound on the door. I'm about to break the door down. I'm screaming. Finally, they come in like tiptoeing like, Julia, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm in here. Like, please. They open up the door. I show them the latch was not working. And this is the same door that I showed you in the video then would not close after this day. So this was like the first story. This was the first like moment that like, I was like, this is freaking weird. Okay. You know, I'm not going to think twice, like too much about it, but this is freaking weird. So I'm like, all right, we got to like, you know, we got to record this. This is too, this is too interesting, first of all. And also my way of coping with my actual deep fear and anxiety was to try to make light of this as much as possible because weird things started happening. So I found this on Tuesday. It's Friday. And in the last few days, I have had very weird dreams. I have woken up at three o'clock every night, pretty much on the dot. I've been feeling really like out of it all week and not quite sick, but people keep being like, you seem like you're sick, like you're flushed, you're, you're losing your voice. I was like, I know it's weird because I haven't been doing anything that should denote sickness, illness. I've been feeling a really like heaviness on my chest and like I keep losing my voice. It keeps going back to this. Oh my God, this is like some Ursula shit. So, so I'm um kind of like just reeling from this moment of getting locked in the creepy closet on top of standing over the creepy crawl space. My friends are freaking out. And one of my friends who's got like mediumship in her family, she feels energies. She came into the house immediately and was like, oh yeah, there's definitely like energy here. Well, we knew that. When I moved into the house in 2020, we knew off the bat that something was here. I mean, I knew the minute that I, they cleared out their furniture that there was something else that was left here. And there was a couple stories and I'll get to those. But just to kind of cap off what this week has been before I talk more about the house. That day when the girls were with me, I was like, guys, we're going down in the crawl space. I'm going to like send somebody else just in case. Well, my friend starts walking down the stairs and then immediately decides she doesn't want to go down there. That to me was a red flag because the person who feels energies was like, nope, I'm a no for this. And I'm going, great, cool. So does that mean like I have to go now that the person I'm trusting is like, no, you shouldn't do this? So I do. And if you watch the videos, you think I might be joking around, but no, I put on a ski cap and full coverage on my entire body, not because I was trying to just be entertaining, but because I legit was scared of like black widow spiders, of millipedes, of you know, an arm creeping out of nowhere. I don't want that decrepit skin to touch mine. I did not see Barbarian for a reason, okay? Just telling you. So I go down and we make these freaking weird discoveries, one of which, 
And I know everyone's gonna be like, that's the construction worker. They probably tagged their names on here. Okay, that shit was faded. We found two names on the wall, Joe and John. Those are not the names of the past owners. Um, I don't know who those people are. And there was a symbol that was like spray painted. So I'm assuming this had something to do with the construction, right? It has to be. But very strange why the symbol was very evident and, and bright in paint color. And the names were extremely, extremely faded. Then we notice that there's a sign that says that the space was fumigated in 93. So the previous owners of this house were here for about 35 years. They sold the house in 2020, which means they had to have known about this. I was never told, I was never shown, nor was it in any listing on any of the things that I saw, interacted with, or was shown. Everyone's saying like, well, didn't you look at the blueprints? I have the blueprints, you guys, but no, I didn't study the damn blueprint. Sorry, I didn't do that. So I'm thinking, okay, that's really strange if the last owners knew about this, why they wouldn't tell me. But that's when we discover all of this storage, these wine racks. So you might be thinking like, oh God, the buildup of this is like, oh, it's a creepy crawl space. We walk down, we have flashlights, we're scared, it's dark. And then we find you know, wine storage. No wine, but wine storage. So I'm going, how could they have not told me about this? Wine storage, wine cellar, that's a selling point of any house, plus extra square footage. So now I'm starting to wonder, well, why didn't they tell me about this? Then I turn a corner and I see this mason jar full of inanimate objects. And I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. It's giving ritual. It's giving sacrifice. It's giving witchery. And we don't have answers about what that is yet, okay? I have not investigated the jar any further. Honest to God, I'm terrified. But stay tuned. So I'm just left with all these questions. First of all, why wasn't this told to me? Why didn't they put this as a selling point? What is this jar? <laughs> what are these names on the wall? And when are they going to get back to me? So I've reached out to the last people. We don't really talk. I mean, like we talked very little in the beginning, but like I never met them. They moved away. I try not to bother them and no response so far. Um, but now I'm just thinking back through all these things that have come up with my house and we call my house the burrow because it's very, it's got this eclectic charm. It's giving cottage core. It's giving Weasley's burrow. It's giving like eclectic maximalism gives, you know, mixed with like cozy cottage corner. That's my house. It also does look like the inside of an anthropology ad. I'm sorry. It's just, it's the vibe. However, from the beginning of having the house, weird things have been happening. One of the first things that the last owner said to me, and I'm not sure if they said this to me like in a text message or if it's in their note, which I'm going to get to, but they said, the little house reveals itself to you. I'm going to pause for dramatic effect. The little house reveals itself to you. I'm sorry, what? What? So I'm thinking, okay, is this the big reveal three years later? And I'm thinking back to when I first bought the house. And this is a story I've told a couple people, and I, there are people who can attest to this. However, when I first bought the house and there was no furniture, I'm going to take you back to like things that have happened through time. We were in the house, me and some friends, and there is a chandelier light fixture in the dining room area, which is the center of the house. We were in the living room, which is a room connected off to the dining room. There was no furniture. 
no like inanimate objects, just us. And we were there having like a drink to celebrate the house. And all of a sudden, we're sitting in the other room and we hear what sounds like change dropping, like a like a coin dropping, like as if it, like something came out of your pocket. And we go into like we look around. We obviously we look at each other and we're all like, okay, did everybody just hear that? Are we all on the same page? Is this scaring everybody? Yes. We then go into the dining room and there's a penny on the ground. And not only that, there's like a couple pennies on the ground. And they're like all facing the same way. And we're all just looking at each other like, uh, why are there a bunch of, uh, why are there like a couple pennies on the ground all facing the same direction? That's freaking weird. So we're all like properly spooked. And I just have the instinct for some reason to reach up over the, the light fixture. And there's a penny on top of this like light chandelier. So I'm like, okay, why is there change? Why are there coins on top of the light fixture? Why did a couple of them fall out of nowhere when no one was in the room? And no, it wasn't like a windy day and there was a fan blowing. This was out of nowhere. And yes, the light fixture was like slightly moving when we all looked. So that was the first instance. Nobody could explain it. None of us knew, but we all felt it. Then I had a bunch of people over for my birthday that year. Again, I wasn't living in the house yet because we were doing renovations, but I had people come over. We were in the backyard and everybody was joking that we were going to have a big sage party. So everyone had a stick of sage and we're just saging and saging, just like, you know, kind of joking, like clear out anything that's here, ready for a new home vibe. And everybody started saying like, I had weird visions. I saw some like like, like things come to me, like people that have passed, like animals. It was weird. I, I, honestly, this was a couple years ago, so like I'm, I'm really trying to recollect. But I just remember being like, okay, that's strange that everyone's saying this. And of course, take it with a grain of salt. I did. But I was like, okay, we're saging. You're seeing shit. Cool. Whatever. But when I was first living in the house, I was really scared to sleep here. And I've lived on my own for 12 years now. God, did I just age myself? Sorry, I do it all the time here. But I have lived by myself. I've never been that afraid to like sleep in a place by myself. And I was very afraid to sleep in this house at first. I kept all the lights on. I did not like knowing that there was this whole like backyard. And again, total rational human conditioned fear of space, darkness, unknowing, valid. I'm purging, I'm burping as I say this. But what I wasn't prepared for was that in the last three years of living in this house, <laughs> I've never said this out loud, so I cannot believe I'm actually talking about this here. I have had the same reoccur... I've had, the, I've had a reoccurring dream. And it's always that there's something standing in... Oh my God, even saying this, I'm like, is this a bad idea? I also need to stop and say that like I'm recording this in the room and I do keep having heart palpitations and I'm kind of just talking my way through it, but I do feel some like compression and condensed ener like energy in my throat right now. So I'm just like, this is, I'm hoping that this is not a bad idea. So my reoccurring dream, I've had this dream that there is a figure that stands on the end of my bed in the far right corner, which is by the, oh my God.
I was just recording and I literally had to stop and start over again because I literally felt something on the back of my neck. I don't have that recorded. <laughs> I don't have that recorded on my phone. I stopped recording. Of course I did. Um, anyway, so I'm gonna get back to it because that actually scared me and I needed to take a second. So I have this recurring dream where something stands on the end of my bed and it's kind of shrouded, it's dark, it like feels kind of menacing. I'm definitely like kind of afraid of it and it pulls me out of bed. And I've definitely had a couple moments where like I have had to wake myself up because it feels like I'm literally like jolting. So, you know, I, I'm not going to get deep into my spirituality or religion, whatever you believe in. I support you. Um, but I will say I've definitely done some things to protect myself, to go into peaceful sleep. And uh, it just feels I don't feel alone right now. I really don't feel alone. Um, hold on. I'm sorry, guys. Um, okay. So, yeah, the stream keeps happening, and I <laughs> feel like, you know, it's just been a figment of my imagination. I also come from the world of psychology, so I have been able to rationalize what this could mean. This could be overwhelm, anxiety, the feeling of being pulled by the weight of the world. You never know. It could be anything. But let's be honest. This is a reoccurring dream that's happened for three years, and it's happened while I've only been in this house. So it started to feel like a connection. And then I'd have people spend the night, and trust me, I'm talking to all of my friends right now, trying to get their testimony about this because it's true that everybody who comes to the house politely will say, oh, wow, there's a lot of character in this house. Or there's, it's very energized, very spirited. And I'll laugh and I'll go, oh, yeah, no, like, it's it's inhabited. We're not alone. And everyone will be like, yeah, okay. I felt, like, it definitely felt like some energy. And I was like, yeah, 100. But they have told me the friends who have spent the night or friends who have been here for events that they have felt the presence of something. And the friends who have slept over or the friends who have, you know, attended these events who do tell me that they have felt something in the house will always, like, say it's not negative and it's not evil, but that it's here and that it's it's present and that they've had weird dreams They've had weird, like, visions in the corner of their eye that, like, something was, like, nearby. Um, a lot of this happening in the backyard. And, yeah, I mean, I've definitely heard things go bump in the night before in the living room, which is the room where the closet and the crawl space is. Um, but I just never really thought more about it because my way of dealing with this was always to say out loud, please don't reveal yourself to me. <laughs> Which now thinking back to what the last owner said, the little house reveals itself to you. And I'm literally going, please don't reveal yourself to me, but not making the connection between the two. Again, I don't want to go deep into my own spiritual practice, but this week I happened to, I'll say meditate on something specific. And it had a lot to do with synchronicity. It had a lot to do with abundance. It had a lot to do with moving forward in a lot of ways. And then the next day this crawl space reveals itself to me and what's come of it has been a certain kind of abundance that I really could not have expected, prepared for, in my wildest dreams never would have thought that like, what's kind of happening from me talking about this? 
never thought that this would be the outcome. Um, and I don't really want to talk too much about that. All I'm going to say is go check out TikTok. <laughs> go check out my TikTok because that in and of itself was kind of a really weird kind of game changer, which I truly had never expected, never prepared for, and kind of don't know how to handle. So anybody who's watching this on TikTok, you think I'm full of shit. Um, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. We're just kind of going with this, but I think it's important to talk about because it's real and it's happening. So I'm thinking back to all of these old stories, all of these things, and the fact that I have found a couple like hidden nooks and crannies in the house. Nothing like the crawl space, but like opening up a drawer in the kitchen and seeing that there's like a hidden drawer underneath the cabinet. And me going, okay, this house was built in the 20s. It's in Los Angeles. I'm getting prohibition vibes. I'm getting speakeasy vibes. I'm getting something was going down here that I don't know about. And so I just went to go check the note that the last owners left for me. And this was like a giant scroll. And I don't mean like a scroll that fits in your hands. Like I mean like floor plan, long, big sheet paper, like the kind your teacher would use in class, the kind that's used to like literally create a floor plan. But this was a giant note. It was three pages and I haven't read it since I first moved here. In fact, I hid it in one of the little nooks and crannies that I found because I was like, this is fun and cute and, you know, immersive. I'll just put that in here. The note just basically talks about things to know about the house. The fig trees, the lack of air conditioning at the time, the plants in the back, the fountains, basically saying from the perspective of your house, of the house, to preserve me. And the way that they talked about the house they use sort of a humorous tone of how old I am. The house is 100 years old. So I'm 100 years old. Please take care of me. You know, and basically ending it with like, I'm sure you're going to have fun getting to know me as I had getting to know the boys, which were two men who used to live here. And as I will slowly, you know, reveal myself to you, like there's a lot of trivia and a lot of history that I may have forgotten, but there are a lot of stories here. This literally is what it says in this big scroll. And I'm just going, okay, says nothing about a crawl space, says nothing about a wine cellar, says nothing about this like objects left behind. So I'm going, okay, I'm not really any closer to any answers. And here's the thing. I can't really divulge the small amount of trivia that I do know because I can't let you know where I live, unfortunately, unless you want to, you know, come to something that I invite you to. This isn't something that I can just put out there. So one of the reasons why I'm talking about it um, beyond just kind of going deeper into the story is I just feel like I'm left out with a lot of questions about the place that I live in now. And I know that there are some kind of Hollywood connections to the house, some curators of some famous landmarks is what I can say that have some connection with the house. But I just feel like I want more answers and I'm curious what stories exist now that I've opened up this portal. And I have to just connect this because you're going to think I'm crazy, which is fine. But my house is where I do almost all of my coaching work, my voiceover work, my holistic healing work, my events. And I mean, it's the ultimate permission portal. 
And I feel in some way, I can't believe I'm admitting this, but I feel in some way that by opening this crawl space, an actual permission portal has been opened. I don't know why, but one of the things that I recognized that I'm just going to be sort of candid about outside of the crawl space was the notion that when I just talked about something and allowed myself to be authentic and tell the story from my heart, people listened and people were paying attention. And that was pretty permission granting. I don't know where that's going to lead. I don't know if it means anything. I don't know if it's something or why I'm called to share it with you now. But I will say that in unexpected places, I found an path to purpose and an avenue towards something bigger that I could have never planned for. So never waste a good crawl space, I guess is the point of my story. Um, I'm going to keep looking into the history of the house. I'm going to keep trying to find some answers to the questions that have come up. Or maybe I won't. And maybe I just leave it at that and leave you all hanging. I'm not quite sure yet. But it's pretty bizarre because... I never thought that by picking up my phone and showing this honestly creepy random thing that it would ripple effect into something else. And that being this ability to talk about the space that I create my life's work in and the connection that it, I'm, I'm having with it. And I know that might sound nuts. But there's a reason why I named the house. There was a reason why I I talked to the house. And again, you're going to think I'm nuts. The comments are going to be insane. People are probably going to tune out after this. But whenever I would come home, once in a while, I'd catch myself literally being like, hi, house. I hope you're doing good. Please protect me tonight. You know, let's, let's, let's work together. I've had people come and say, I have some awareness of a presence here. I mean, the last event we had, we literally had... A medium say, I'm getting the presence of a person. This is his name. This is what I'm seeing. This is how he's feeling. And he's saying, I support you holding these healing spaces here. I support you doing these events. I support you bringing light into the space. I mean, that's confirmed by somebody I trust who had access and some awareness of, a, of an energy that they felt here. Again, take it with a grain of salt. But when you're told these things, it's just some deep affirmation of something I'd never really talked about, that I live in a very alive environment and I've worked with the energy of the house. It's being, it's in this house that all these creepy things have happened. There's literally like a sound coming from the other room right now as I'm recording this, it's freaking me out. Um, or it's happening in the room, I can't, I can't actually tell. Great, uh, back to the point, I have done all the things that I'm so deeply proud of in this house over the last few years. And I've always had some connection to the actual space. And I feel like people feel it when they're here. I really do believe that, that there is this sense of coziness, of comfort and awareness that people experience and express to me. And I really respect that. But I've been working with the house, allowing it to kind of inform me what to do a lot of the time, you know, where to create certain projects, where to record certain things. I'm not even kidding. Like the fact that the week that I needed to build out a recording studio was the week I found this crawl space and what's come of that since it's banana pants. The synchronicity is banana pants. I'm sorry if this isn't really making sense, but I'm speaking from the heart that 
whatever 10 minutes this created for me, perhaps, it actually created such a permission portal that there's a there's a sense of storytelling that the house is allowing me to do. <laughs> I literally can't believe I'm saying all this, but you know what? I say it in earnest. There is a storytelling and an authenticity and a permission to share. And I'm going to thank the house for revealing itself to me in order to get to do that. And for the people who do end up coming to events in the future, I have no problem showing you the crawl space. In fact, feel free to go down. You tell me what you feel because at this point, even though I'm pretty freaked out, I just continue to trust. And the more that I trust it, the more that I ask for permission to work inside of it and to build with it and to create amongst it, the more permission it's granting. So you might think I'm nuts. This might be a very different permission portal episode than I've ever put out before, but that's why it's a bonus episode. And yeah, we'll see what comes from this because it makes me want to share the burrow more with more people. It makes me feel that there's something here that wants to be revealed. And I keep going back to what they said to me. The little house will reveal itself to you. And just sort of noticing that maybe this is the time. And the growth that I'm going through at the simultaneous moment is just weird. It's just weird. So that's kind of the update. Again, <laughs> not to shameless plug you guys, but like you want to come check it out, come to the next Backyard Banquet and I'll show you the crawl space. Um, I'm going to see what feels right in terms of posting more about it at this point. It's out there. And, you know, I want to say that, yes, I live in a haunted house, but it's not so bad. <laughs> I think if you respect and you ask permission, permission is granted. And I'm really thankful that I'm living in an ultimate permission portal so I just want to say thank you if you've tuned in this week and if you've been watching. Um, I appreciate it. And it's been fun. And it's been fucking freaky. And it's been weird. And I appreciate beyond you being interested in the crawl space itself that you've wanted to watch me tell the story. That's really cool. And I really appreciate that. And I hope that beyond the crawl space, there's an opportunity to share more because there's definitely more to share. So, uh, yeah, I grant you permission to, uh, look outside the box when you're looking for inspiration and opportunity. Um, and to be very mindful that when you move into a house, you check the floorboards. So I'm going to leave it at that, you guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in. My grocket of the day, grocket is basically an intuitive empathetic knowing without having to explain is opportunity and inspiration lies beneath. All you got to do is lift the floor. <laughs> oh, that's so freaking weird. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you for tuning in. Please tune back in at the end of July, July 20th. We're going to have our first episode of season two out. We're going to be doing some remodeling, give the permission portal a little bit of a facelift, and we've got some amazing epic guests coming in, some amazing epic stories, topics. I'm going deeper than I ever have before. You'll hear from me then, and until then, check me out online. Let's vibe out. Let's connect. Let's collab. And don't forget to give yourself permission. This is what this is all about. Love you guys. See you soon.
Hey, pleasure seekers. I hope you guys vibed out to this episode. If you feel called to, please download, subscribe, leave a review, or share with a loved one. The ripple effect of these actions not only support me, but support others in discovering the permission that awaits them. Think of it as an act of love. If you're looking to connect with me personally or are interested in my coaching services and events, you can find me online at IamJuliaHenning.com or on Instagram at IamJuliaHenning. Tag me and the hashtag permission portal on your social media when you're listening and let's vibe. Ready for the next permission portal? Look out for new episodes every Wednesday. And thank you all for tuning in and tuning inward. As always, it has been my pleasure.